All right. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. I am always honored to have on a great uh, writer and journalist, Kevin Stockland of the Epoch Times. And uh, he is especially uh, narrowed in on a lot of this woke stuff that's going on in our culture, not only our business culture, but in our education and everything else. And the as, as I understand it, Kevin, uh, there's a movement now on with the state attorneys general of many, many states who are now telling corporations, you need to stop affirmative action hires. Tell me about that, because isn't that sort of interwoven into, uh, I guess there's some, there, you know, the EOE requirements that you have to, tell me a little bit about that and what the impact of this is. Yeah, well, it was obviously a major uh, Supreme Court decision regarding universities. It was, uh, you know, regarding Harvard and UNC, and it said that they cannot discriminate against applicants uh, according to race. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the question now is how much does this apply to the corporate sector? And we have a letter that was issued by 13 state attorney generals that said it 100% does, and that corporations who are either uh, having race-based hiring or promotional or training programs had, had better stop doing that or they will be facing uh, some lawsuits. So um, they've been put on notice that this is uh, something they should stop doing immediately. But don't these same companies get pressured by special interest groups to keep up affirmative action policies? They absolutely do. It's very interesting because there seems to be a mentality in the corporate world that because everybody else is doing it or because it's for a good cause, that U.S. Uh, civil rights laws don't apply to them. And uh, I believe from the attorneys that I've spoken with, these laws always have applied to them. Um, but they feel that for some reason they were able to use this ruling that allowed universities to do it as kind of a fig leaf to cover up the fact that these programs were illegal. But now that the Supreme Court has ruled that even in admissions at the university level that uh, these programs are illegal and counterproductive, now even that little defense is gone. And so I think they are now uh, legally very exposed to um, civil rights and discrimination lawsuits because of their policies. You know, it's interesting. I have uh, friends who work on Wall Street, and they tell me all the time that there's always these DIE courses that they have to take. And there's certain individuals now that go, you know, people who might be of color or a minority group. And they're actually going around, you know, around the office making big hay out of the fact, hey, you need to give me respect. You need to, you need to, uh, you know, give me the proper pronoun. I mean, it's gotten really kind of nuts on the corporate level with all this, this wokeism and the ideology. And now I hear that uh, uh, BlackRock, Larry Fink, is it? Uh, who was all in on ESG is now reversing his position and saying, you know, this is this is a this is a company killer. <laughs> Can you give us a little background on that? Yeah, so he uh, he just came out and made a statement that he was uh, ashamed of, uh, I guess, aligning uh, his company BlackRock with the ESG movement. Um, on further questioning, he backtracked on that and said, well, he's only ashamed about how politicized the term has become. He uh, instead used the term conscientious capitalism. And so the question is, um, are these CEOs, are these executives really starting to backpedal uh, on their support for these policies? Or are we just looking at a rebranding of the very same policies under a different name? It may now be conscientious capitalism instead of ESG. But the fact of the matter is it's not just you know racial discrimination that these companies are now exposing themselves to. There could be antitrust actions because they all get together in these clubs like Climate Action 
and they all find pledges that we're going to take out the fossil fuel industry. You know, all of that is illegal. That sort of collusion is illegal under U.S. antitrust law. And we recently saw for the Net Zero Insurance Alliance, which is the club for insurance companies, half of the members dropped out this year because they said they're afraid of antitrust lawsuits. So are we at a point now where if you're a person and you go apply for a job and you find out that you didn't get the job simply because of your race or your ethnicity, uh, do people now have the power of, of a lawsuit based on these Supreme Court rulings? Can they now take action if they can show they were discriminated against? Um, we're starting to see precedents, and we're starting to see very lucrative precedents. So there was uh, a white uh, female employee of Starbucks. She was a district manager, and she got fired um, over a recent incident where, where uh, two black uh, patrons were arrested by police. But they didn't fire the manager of that specific coffee shop, who was black. She sued Starbucks, and she was awarded $20.6 million uh, in New Jersey. And a lot of these states, in addition to federal laws, a lot of these states have anti-discrimination laws as well with uncapped damages. And so corporations could potentially be exposed to very large lawsuits. There was another employee that sued uh, because he was not promoted and he was able to make a case that that was on racial grounds. Um, so I think once the lawyers start to figure out that there's some good money in this, um, you may be seeing a lot more of these lawsuits. Yeah, money is a very powerful influencer. I'm actually encouraged by this. I heard recently that the U.S. military now is not going to be uh, signing off on transgender surgery uh, like they were in the very beginning of the Biden administration. And again, you know, people need to understand that a merit-based uh, democracy or republic, a meritocracy is the key to success. When you start to lower standards uh, on any individual and the preferences are for race. I mean, look, I don't care who's in the cockpit as long as I know they can fly the airplane with expertise. I don't care who's doing surgery on me. Uh, I just want to make sure they know how to use a scalpel, and I don't care what color their skin is. But there's such a push now to make sure that everybody's included, and there's been a real lowering of the standards, especially in areas where you can't afford to have lowering of standards. Yeah, you know, and we saw, for example, United Airlines saying that um, half of their new uh, pilot trainees will either be people of color or women. <clears throat> there could be some liabilities coming out of that that we could imagine. But what the, the law is basically saying is that you cannot judge Americans as being part of groups, whether it's because of their skin color or their gender or anything else, that under the law, and that this applies to companies as well, you have to judge people as individuals. That is the only thing that is acceptable in the United States. And, and I think that's been reiter reiterated by the Supreme Court decision. And, and uh, these state AGs are, are locking onto it as well. It's amazing that there are people that are resistant to it because they feel that they're, they have to make some sort of a virtue statement. And again, they're getting pressure. They're, you remember in the uh, 80s and 90s where uh, I think it was uh, Jesse Jackson and his Rainbow Push Coalition who would go around and, and start, you know, threatening that he was going to out some company because they don't give auto loans to African-Americans in Chicago. And that was really the beginning of this sort of ESG, DIE movement, where you have these, you know, Marxist people coming in and walking the halls. It's, it's influenced all of the different industries, including broadcasting. They actually have now diversity officers, which I don't even know what a diversity officer does. 
Right. Well, it's, it's, an, it's absolutely not viewpoint diversity, uh, and nor is it necessarily economic diversity. You know, the, yeah. the agencies even made the point that if you want to help disadvantaged people, you know, there are many legal ways that a company could do that. Um, if you want to help people that have had a rough upbringing because of economics or poverty or anything else, there are many legal ways that you can do that. You just can't divide people according to their skin color, and then that's what the law is saying here. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that they've done this. It's so important. It, it moves us back, moving forward in the right direction, and I, uh, it's encouraging too because uh, I think people are going to start to wake up and realize that all of these policies are hitting their pocketbook in a very big way. Well, Kevin, uh, I really appreciate you joining me, Kevin Stockland from the Epoch Times, and I look forward to our next conversation. Maybe we could talk about some of these crazy ideas the government is is considering in blocking the sun. Kind of crazy uh, what's going on there. Just absolutely. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by. We'll see you again soon, okay? My pleasure. Thank you. That is Kevin Stockland from the Epoch Times, one of the great online newspapers that you can read. And uh, it, it actually carried me through the entire COVID pandemic because I finally felt like there was a place that actually was giving giving it to me straight, you know? We don't get a lot of that. We've got one more great segment coming up. Stay tuned. We're going to do uh, our Friday social and also delve into this sending troops overseas business that uh, Joe Biden announced yesterday. Continue speaking out America. I'm JR. Speaking out, America, JR. Don't forget our podcast available on most podcast platforms. Just do a Google search or a Yahoo search. Just type in Speaking Out America podcast and you'll find it. Speaking Out America podcast. And of course, we're here on CRN Talk Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific. And then we have our afternoon replay, our double dip, which comes across CRNTalk.com uh, 5 to 6 p.m. And that's Pacific time. And, of course, we do have a comment line. That comment line is 941-800-2937. So if you've got a comment on the show or if you've got a question, again, the number is 941-800-2937. So over the weekend, this weekend, you're going to be hearing Trump. Uh, I was actually curious about why we hadn't seen Trump on the Fox Business Channel. I don't think he's going to be on the regular, regular Fox News Channel for a while. I think something's going on over there. There's uh, too many people in the back room who just don't want, they don't like Trump. And they, they don't want to do anything that is even perceived as being instrumental to helping Trump, uh, Trump get a victory. And, and, it, and it's a real shame because that's not their job. Uh, they're not supposed to pick the winners and the losers. They're supposed to let the people decide, give us the news, and that's it. Anyway, here's an excerpt which you'll hear on Maria's show this weekend if you get a chance to check it out. Let me ask you real quick on Bidenomics and what you want to do in terms of economic growth. Yeah. You talked earlier about energy yeah. and you talked about regulation. What is your plan to get the economy growing again? And do you still think we're going to go into a recession? Okay, so number one, well, if the, if we have, if there's even a thought that Trump is getting elected, you will never have a recession because people will start investing money, you know, before the fact. And right now I'm leading Biden by a lot. 
But what I would do is very simple. I've got to get interest rates down. To do that, we have to get rid of the inflation because inflation is a country killer. You know, inflation, you can look back 200 years ago, what it's done to other countries. Germany, you look at other it countries. It is coming down. It's coming down, but it's coming down from a very high base. Year high. It's already gone up 40% if you add it all up. Now it's coming down from a very bad base. And what they're doing is they're putting the interest rates at a point. Nobody can borrow all the... So you may have somewhat of a recession. If people think that Trump is going to be elected, you'll never have a recession. If people think I'm not, you will have more than recession. You're going to have a depression. I wonder if that's true. Is that true that if uh, I know that he, when uh, when Obama was in his second term, uh, we were in, I mean, remember, four dollar, 30 cent gas and then pr proceed from there. And I think he's got a point because I, I did notice and I have a pretty keen memory when it comes to this. The gas prices started to drop enormously. Uh, there was re resumed uh, confidence in the business sector. Uh, small businesses were more willing and the stock market just shot up. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, I think it did get up to 40 or damn near close, 40,000 on the Dow. And now it's been hovering uh, tepidly at around 32, 34. It hasn't really gone up. You know, I've got money in, in the stock market. And you know what? I have, I have not gone gangbusters on anything. Everything is flat. Anyway, uh, we are introducing what I think is kind of a snapshot, kind of an overview of what's going on in America via our social media. Uh, the fleeting thought moments of a million different people all out there. So we have our new uh, feature uh, here on Speaking Out America, and it's called the Friday Social. And it kind of gives you a clue on what's happening on social media at this hour, uh, an exclusive to Speaking Out America. So here we go. That I quickly, so I, I misunderstand. Are we saying that two plus two, if you say it's four, that's racist? I mean, that sounds like we may be mischaracterizing it. What, uh, if you can quickly sum it up. No, that's not mischaracterizing it at all. It's math is basically racist under this ideology because it says there is no such thing as an objective reality. So four might not be the right number. Two plus two might actually equal five. American people may be poorer under President Biden, but they're not stupid. Uh, President Biden's approval rating ranks right up there with jock itch among American voters. President Biden has mismanaged Congress, he's mismanaged COVID, he's mismanaged the border, he's mismanaged crime, he's mismanaged the spy balloon, he's mismanaged the economy, he's mismanaged fentanyl, and he's, he's uh, forfeited our energy independence. I'll tell you what also scares me. Um, President Biden has another year and a half to discover new and innovative ways to suck. And it is a dangerous world out there. We now have black and white evidence that the FBI interfered in the 2016 election. And then when they failed to get their candidate elected, Hillary Clinton, then they just set out to destroy the Trump administration. So then go back and go up to 2020. It was the CIA this time that got involved in the 2020 election with those 51 former intel agents who talked about the Hunter Biden laptop as total Russian disinformation. So they've gotten away with it for two elections. They're for sure going to get away with it, try to get away with it in 24, right? Because there's no consequence. The difference is in 2024, the evidence is there. We now have the Durham investigation. We have all the congressional investigations. There is now hard evidence that there was election interference by the U.S. intelligence agencies and the Department of Justice. 
They've got to be terrified. Those individuals have to be terrified that a Republican president comes in in the 2024 election with a Republican attorney general, investigates them and charges them all with the crimes they've committed over the last eight years. I told people to get the vaccine. I told people to wear masks. I told I got angry at people who weren't wearing masks. I was that person. And then as soon as I looked into it, after I got vaccine injured, everything I looked into, they were lying about it. And I don't understand why my friends got mad at me instead of going getting upset that they were being lied to. They, they don't care that they got lied to by Fauci and, and by the CDC and by corporate media and by Big Pharma and by government and by everybody. They don't care. They care. They got upset that I got it right and they'll never forgive me for getting it right. Joe Biden nodded off in the middle of the interview. We're not making this up. Watch. I have not made that formal decision, but it's my intention. My intention to run again. And we have time to make that decision. Uh, Dr. Biden is for it. Mr. President. Oh, Dr. Biden thinks that, uh, my wife thinks that, uh, that I uh, that that we're that we're doing something very important. He literally nodded out in the middle of an answer about whether he was running again. And right before he nodded out, he said, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to run again. Only a guy who is supremely confident in the effectiveness of voter fraud could do something like that. Listen, Roseanne, let me ask you the most difficult question in the world, apparently. What is a woman? What is a woman? A woman is me. A woman is somebody whose breasts hang down to her stomach and who has uh, a prolapsed uterus from giving birth to five ungrateful little bastards who have never had to work for a thing in their damn life. That's what a woman is. The war in the Ukraine is an absurdity based upon a lie. The voices, like, say, Bugs Bunny, they bring the character to you, and then you see the character and, and work around that. They show me a picture of the character, a right. still picture, and then they show me a storyboard, which tells what this character is going to do in the cartoons. Right. And they said Bugs Bunny was a tough little stinker. Right. So I had to make, make him tough. I thought, which is the toughest voice, either Brooklyn or the Bronx? Right. So I uh, put the two of them together, Doc. That's how I got the voice for Bugs. Oh, <laughs> Daffy Duck. Well, Daffy is a sort of a little, uh, <laughs> crazy little ducky. He's always uh, thinks he's better than bugs, and he said, <laughs> that bunny is despicable. <laughs> the grown man sitting here doing it. Uh, how about a, uh, all right, I'll show you. A Nazi pig. A Nazi pig? <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is, the uh, Friday social for this week. I'll put that up on the podcast as well if you want to share that with friends. But we've got to turn our attention, I think, a little bit over to NATO and what Joe Biden is committing to over there. And he was giving a speech yesterday, and uh, I want to find it here. But it's important because we are... This is an incremental war, and it, now it starts to involve our children and our young people. 
And people are still, I mean, I think to a certain point, Americans are okay with trying to help Ukraine fight off Russia. There's no issue there. It's a territorial dispute. It was an invasion. Anybody with common sense would understand. Now, are there apparatchiks involved? Are there provocateurs involved? Absolutely. Are we being told all the truth about who the Wagner Group is and how certain people are being treated uh, in, in the Donbass region? So, you know, there's a lot that we're not told. There's no question about that. So under that panorama, if we're not being told the truth about everything, then why are we sending our troops over there? There's been, I think, 300, 600 troops over there training their troops now for at least six months. But what, what's the next day? What are they doing? Why are they going over there? You know, these are the questions that we need to ask. And we need to ask them now, not later. You know, the 3,000 troops are on their way any day now. So we're going to have to continue to follow this. This is a, a new, uh, you know, on a tree branch, this is a new direction. This is a new route. This is something that is, is going to change the dynamics of this whole conflict. Uh, mark my words. So on Monday, we'll have much more to talk about. Until then, have a great weekend. Thanks again for joining us on Speaking Out America. I'm JR. Does this raise any new concerns about Putin potentially doing more drastic things uh, regarding Ukraine, like nuclear weapons, or potentially against the U.S., like election interference? Well, first of all, they're already interfering in American elections. But I, I don't think there's any real prospect, you never know, of, of Putin using nuclear weapons. Not only has the West, but China and the rest of the world have said, that's, don't go there. 